Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paula Jamis. Oh, Damn you it. ran it Hold together. On. Let me do it again. <laughs> Welcome to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service. His name is Paul. Wait, Wait for, for it. it. A Jameis. All right. So anyway, Paul, uh, this week we're kind of excited. We're we're going to have Matt McDonald on. We're going to talk about our rail team, talk about proven performance and how some of our coatings have been around for 50, 60 years, still the, the main go-to for their services. And then some of our coatings that give proven performance for over 20 years on these rail cars that they coat the exteriors of. It's It's really informative. If you guys are looking at estimating, costing, any kind of maintenance for rail cars, it's really an excellent episode. That's right. So reach out, hit us in tech service. We can get you in contact with Matt, um, technical service at carboline.com. You can hit us on the 800 numbers or on the chat. We can get you in touch with Matt or whoever the local rail guy is in your area. We can get you, get you their contact info. And as you watch this, I do believe that the gauntlet that I throw down has made or is going to make my upcoming AMP conference even more interesting <laughs> than it was going to be originally. So uh, for that, you'll have to listen all the way to the very end of the interview. But here he is, Matt McDonald. Today, we're joined by Matt McDonald. Matt McDonald is our director of our rail business. And hey, Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, Jack. Uh, thanks for having me on again today. I'm very excited to be here. I want to say uh, congratulations for how many episodes you have? 180 or so? That's yeah, about where we are. This one might actually be 180. <laughs> right, right. That's impressive for sure. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. So one of the things we kind of wanted to talk to you about is we're starting to see an influx of new products out on the market for the exterior of rail cars. Now, we had you on before. We talked about exterior of rail cars, but we kind of want to have a little bit more of a discussion about proven performance and longevity in the industry versus new innovative products. Not that there's anything wrong with new and innovative products, but one of the things that, you know, it reminds me of a story that I had one time in tech service, a, a person called, they had had a, a chemical lining. It was a tank. I don't remember the exact service, but they had been using one of our products and it had been in service for 25 years in immersion. And they were looking for a replacement recommendation. And I said, said, whoa, 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 time out. Why would we replace this? You got 25 years of service in an immersion scenario. 10 is the best like that we could ever account for. So you got two and a half times the life cycle. Why would you want to replace it? So I think that's a good place to kind of start and talk about the differences between innovation and proven performance. So Matt, do you want to kind of take that and talk about that for a minute? Well, I love that story. And you know, there's a fine line between innovation and using proven products. We have some products in our line and in, in, in the Plasite product line, like 3070 and 3070L Phenolics, that we can say have been used different versions of it since 1950. So, uh, you know, those products have been around for a long time and they have, they have a, a big use within the rail market and they're still going to be here later. But at the same time, 
we strive to be innovative and come up with new, new technologies that are going to help with performance, uh, help with uh, increase with production. And I know that we're working on some technologies right now in molten sulfur service and some really highly corrosive services that we're, re- we're very close to bringing to the market. And I see that as being a, a really good podcast coming up in the near future. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things that, that I think you touched on appropriately there, Matt, was not just innovation for the sake of innovation, but innovation with somebody who understands the conditions, the use, the service, the hazards, the exposure, the knowledge to know what is valuable to bring to that market. Not just something new, but where is the value that you can bring to it? And I don't know if there's a more experienced group than your team and, and the history that you have and the understanding to be able to help direct if there's a new product coming to market, where can it pick up that the existing products maybe miss or fall a little short? And that's a vital key, not just new, but there's a reason for it to be new. For sure, for sure. And, and we're fortunate to have some great brands. That includes Plasite, Carbogard, Railplex, which is a Strathmore acquisition, and uh, Reactamine. So we're fortunate to have those products. And again, there's some a lot of history and proven products within within that assortment. At the same time, we're trying to come out with some new products that can, can help us for the future. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how do we figure out whether this is a good product for the market? How do you figure out the service life and the cost of using that kind of a product? Not just that it's there for a while because there's different prices to start with. So why don't you talk a little bit about how we figure out which one would be a good choice? Sure, certainly. Be glad to. I'm going to focus a little bit on, on exteriors uh, for this conversation. And a lot of times with the exteriors of, of rail cars, we're looking for, our customers are looking for a single coat uh, system that can help with production, get it through the shop fast and offer corrosion protection long-term. And most commonly used, of course, are DTM epoxies, DTM being direct to metal epoxies. And they're put on at one coat, uh, generally from four to eight mils, I think more recently we see a lot more six to eight mil systems because people realize that that can help with, with performance. And we're fortunate with the CarboGuard product line to have a few key products in there like 904. CarboGuard 904, we have 20 years of case histories with that. So there, we've seen some cars that, are, that have come out, had some mechanical work done and inspection done on the car, exterior inspection and no uh, maybe a couple minor touch-ups were, were performed, put back in the service at 20 years. That was a, a hopper car. I really thought, Matt, you were going to tell us the whole key to all of this is finding the right color in the aerosol cans, because that seems to be the dominant coating on the outside of a rail car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that's kind of genius about the way the rail industry handles their exterior coatings is they figured out if we put eight to 10 mils of epoxy on the outside of our exterior system, you know, that, that we need to protect from weathering, we're going to be good for 20 years. We're not going to bother with the zinc. We're not going to bother with the urethane. We're going to put on 10 to 15 mils of epoxy and we're done. We're done for 20 years. It's, it's kind of brilliant. But that 20 years comes with a caveat, right, Matt? It's not every product that lasts that long. Let's talk a little bit about why that field performance is so important. Right now, we're seeing a lot of competition in the marketplace, and there's new products coming out. And proven performance, there's nothing that can beat that. There's no substitute for field history. And while there's a lot of 
newer products coming out in the market, that's where I feel we have a, a real big advantage over our competition. Products like CarboGuard 904 with a 20 year history. Strathmore has an excellent history and reputation with, with exterior coatings. And with some of the newer products that are out there, there's a lot of test data that's out there, but how do you really know what the field performance is gonna be in the long term? I've had over 30 years of experience in coatings. I've worked for several different coatings companies and, and I've seen it uh, firsthand where a product can test very well in the lab and everybody thinks it's going to do great in the field. That's why I, I say it all the time that there's no substitute for proven performance. Yeah, that's definitely the case. All right, guys, I want to talk to you about Phenoline Tank Shield. This lining is designed for the internals of tanks, valves, and pipes. It is good in a wide range of chemical commodities. It's good for potable water. It's good for fuels, oils, all of those services. It is incredibly great for. You get plural component performance out of a single leg product. That's huge. And it doesn't have any solvent in it. So that's the Phenoline Tank Shield, guys. You definitely need to check it out. You know, we've talked about it before where the in-house testing really is just a benchmark. It allows you to use a standard to compare other coatings to it. So when you get it out into the real world, you have a general idea of how it's going to perform in comparison to other coatings that are already in existence. That being said, when you look at, you know, one of our competitors, and I'm, I'm not going to name who, but if you want to paint a doghouse, they're a good selection. They put out with their new technology, they talked about how the paint itself for coating a rail car is only 2% of the cost of all of the maintenance and rehab and construction that's associated with the life of that rail car. So my thing is, is if, if the cost of the paint is only 2% of the total cost, does the cost per gallon really matter that much? Because in that cost per gallon that you're looking at, you know, you're basically shopping the differences between Pentos and Cadillacs. So Matt, do you kind of want to talk a little bit about what goes into that cost per gallon and things like that? Sure, sure. And I think I know what exactly you're talking about there. And <laughs> I might even disagree with the 2% thing, but the, the overall concept it is still there. Cost per gallon can, can really matter. And some of the products that are, that are coming to the market are, um, what's a good way to say it, more economical than some of the offerings that we have. And uh, when you think of uh, the economics that go into it, let's break it down. If it's $5 a gallon difference between the two coatings and it's 40 gallons on a car, you're talking $200 per car. A hundred car file, what would that be? $20,000. That seems like it's significant savings, but over the life of the car, which usually is about 50 year service life is expected for a rail car, you could be looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars if the lower performing product or an unproven product has to be repainted two or three more times. So that initial savings of $20,000 over the course of, of 100 cars could be very insignificant compared to the overall cost, what, what we like to say, life cycle costing of the car in the long term. And, you know, Matt, I think you touched on a really important point is that this is, we're talking life cycle cost, not a cost per gallon, not a cost for this project. This is a life cycle over a device that's designed to be, to live for 50 years or more. So you really have to consider that long-term cycle. How many times are we going to have to bring it in? 
we know rail cars are in the transportation part of the United States division. You know, there's a lot of regulations, inspection procedures they have to go through. So the cars are already coming down for inspection. So if they don't have to do anything to put it back into service, they just cut that inspection time exponentially from applying a new coating. And then, you know, heaven forbid it be a, an internal lining that they have to replace. And if it needs to be baked, are you doing damage to the outside coating? Just all, overall, every step along the way, if you can reduce the amount of times that you have to paint it, you will exponentially decrease the cost. We've talked about this before in some Service Life of Coatings podcasts. We talked about this. I think this even came up when we talked about being green. And, you know, green doesn't have to mean that your paint is environmentally friendly or that it's, you know, uses the best chemicals or no chemicals or whatever. If you're not having to remove it and abrade it and dispose of it and redo it, you're saving overall your carbon footprint into the environment by reducing what you're getting rid of. Sure. There's definitely a direct correlation between sustainability and life performance, life cycle performance. You know, the longer something lasts and the less that you have to do it, like you said, it's, it's a no brainer. I, I honestly think, and I, we've danced around it and throughout the whole history of the show, and we've been kind of nice about the cost per gallon guys, but it's laziness. It's pure laziness. If you're going to stay at a cost per gallon, you're not really laziness or not caring because maybe, you know, the next time it's going to be painted, you're not going to work there anymore. But like, if you're not considering life cycle costs, you're not taking into consideration the factors that really are best for your corporation or your assets. And, you know, if you're a customer out there, you're looking for how do I figure this out? How do I look into this? How do I make these calculations? Matt and his team have some fantastic estimating charts. They have some spreadsheets where you can just punch in the differences. You can put in our price, the competitor's price, whatever you want to look at. And it helps you break down how much thinner is going to be used, how many square feet per gallon are you going to get, the cost, the solids. And it really helps to put together a nice flow as to what's going to be the estimated cost to coat the interior, exterior of this rail car, whatever it is that you're working on. It's a really nice calculation program to be able to look at it and see what am I looking at. And you can multiply it out by the amount of cars and everything else. Matt and his team have a great history of of information and they've got a deep, deep deck that they're able to go back and really look through some history stories to be able to give you real examples, not theoretical stuff. For sure. I mean, and that's what we like doing is educating customers. And, and sometimes we have to start with the idea of, are you tracking performance? Do you even realize how often you're repainting your cars? You know, there's plenty of customers that want to make the most economical decision and, and, and use the, try not to say the word cheap, but, but the, the, the least most, expensive per gallon. Yeah. Less expensive coating. But uh, in the long run, if they're having to repaint the cars less than 10 years, you know, does it really make sense? So educating customers first to make sure that you're tracking performance, because that's the one thing with rail cars is on the side of every rail car, you can see what coating is on there and when it was painted. So it's real easy to track, to know when the car was painted and, and what the condition is when you walk around the outside of the car. So we're glad to work with any rail car owner leasing company to help them with life cycle costing, help them understand the concept of it and make good decisions that that'll pay off in the long run. And you know, Matt, as a 
somebody in the coding industry. I love when I'm able to be able to see the side of the rail car, see when it was painted, see what it was painted with, see all that information. As a driver, I hate when I'm able to actually read all that information because that means the train stopped and I am sitting there looking at a stop train. <laughs> I just went on a road trip with my family last week during spring break and my family gets a little frustrated with it. <laughs> rail cars coming by but then again at the same time i think i kind of trained them to look for it too so that's uh, right certainly sometimes the train will be moving just slow enough where you can see a lot of cars which is great yep well and going back to that that stamp that that shows you when it was painted and and by who and by what what product it is because of that we are able to collect that data and i'm amazed every time i see one of those pictures of a car that was painted 20 years ago and how great it's still performing so if you guys want to learn how you can get 20 year performance out of the exterior coating for your rail cars you need to contact this guy his name is matt mcdonald his rail team is the best in the industry i'm a little biased but i'll say it to anybody i'll be at the amp conference this fall you can come up to me and you can you can tell me your rail team's better and i'll tell you you're wrong so anyway matt thanks for coming to the show <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Always enjoyable time with you guys. And, and again, I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Matt. Have a great one. guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. And so, for the Carbaline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. Hey, we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. Who put the line in Say, Carmelite.